Hello and welcome to the audio version of Responsibility Digest. Breaking news. The mind cannot operate without the body. And the body cannot operate without the mind. And you, dear one, possess the gift of introducing them to each other. Sometimes the mind and the body seem like they are in two different stratospheres. I was driving to the store to pick up some chicken for Odessa and I noticed that my mind was thinking about a conversation I had had earlier in the day. From that conversation, my cutie patootie mind bopped on over to thinking about the song playing and how I really love this composer and how did he choose the name of his album, Lionheart? I noticed that I wondered about the sometimes said phrase, they have the heart of a lion. And I wondered what kind of heart I had. Hmm, I think I'd like to have the heart of a Cape Buffalo. I saw my mind say to itself, oh, the Cape Buffalo. I wonder if I write about Cape Buffaloes in this month's rad, what would I write about them? And as this last thought moved through my mind, I remembered that I forgot that there was a body breathing. For a bit there, I was a mechanical robot set to drive to store, as if I pressed go, and my muscles and bodies took me to the store while I was off playing around by myself in my thoughts. And in that moment of remembering while forgetting, I wondered how much tension was in this body. So I scanned these muscles, and you know what I noticed? Holy cannoli guacamole, my hip and thigh muscles were so tense that I could have been at the starting line for the official marathon of the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. For real. While I was off having a disconnected conversation, my body was like, hey, where is she? Is something going wrong? Does she need us to be ready? I, I guess we should all be ready just in case we need to run. Oh, Oh, body, I apologize. I forgot to notice you while I was off thinking. So I'm back, okay? And I asked myself, how much tension is needed to sit at this stoplight in this car? And my hips and thighs were like, are you sure? We can be ready just in case. And so I introduced my body to the seat I was sitting in. And I asked myself to notice if I could allow the car to hold my weight even more. And then my muscles slowly began to let go of the tension they were holding while I was off thinking. I could then breathe more fully and I felt my whole body rest in the seat. It was such a relief to be held up and supported in such a literal way. You see, the body without the mind is stressed and tense. The mind without the body is lost to the past and future. They need each other to function healthfully. They just do. This is a medically backed, science-proven 
evidence-based factoroo. We are not made to move through this world in isolation within ourselves, yet how often does the mind wander off and I press go for the body? Super often. There's an ancient proverb that says, an alienated friend hunts for something to wrangle over and flies into a rage at any sane word. In other words, when I separate or isolate myself, I am unable to see clearly and will definitely hurt myself and others emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually. When my mind is lost to the past or future, my body has no idea what amount of tension is needed for any given activity. And this is where I may injure myself or others. When my body is moving mechanically through the world, my mind has no anchor to the present moment and will not be able to sort fact from fiction, past from future. And this is where I may injure myself or others. Now, in the holistic world, there are many conversations, lectures, memes, reels, gifts, and t-shirts on the mind-body and body-mind connections. However, there isn't much conversation on how to develop a relationship to the part of me that has the ability to notice when I am lost to a thought and mechanically moving through the world. And then use that noticing to invite the mind to the body and the body to the mind. The first step is becoming interested in what it means to be human, to stop taking personally my own emotions and thoughts and sensations and start learning that this being human thing is an interactive gift that lasts as long as we have an interest. There are many people moving through the world that are content to let these two separately experience life. And that is okay because everyone has a right to navigate life as they see fit. Not one of us fellow humans are given the right to judge each other's method of keeping integrity. But for me, I wish to continue to align my actions with my values and keep growing as the best imperfect human I am able to be. I care deeply about nurturing this interest in introducing the mind and the body. Every time I introduce them, I see myself working in harmony with the gift of being human for one more moment. And this is invaluable. Here are some practical things that show up in life when you're nurturing this connection. There are less moments of regret from speaking without thinking. There is less fear of sensations that show up in the body. Muscles are not in spasm from over or under working for any given activity. Anxiety quiets down. There is more of an ability to have tough conversations go smoothly. There are a lot less lost keys. There is confidence in knowing the difference between yes and no. 
knowing how to help friends and family without feeling drained or taken advantage of becomes clearer and clearer. And about a kajillion more benefits that you'll see and experience. I mean, you could write me if you want and share what you notice. That would be such an incredible interchange. So the next time you notice the mind wandering around in the past or future, the next time you notice a muscle is super tight, why not see if you can introduce these two cutie patootie neighbors? They may be unfamiliar with each other at first. They may not even think they like each other. Give yourself time and lots of support here, dear one. This is a new skill that you have the possibility to learn to use on into forever. With a great big hug from all of me to all of you. Insert a John Legend comment here. (laughs) Your coach, Alicia. And now it's time for practical application. This month, the next time you are driving or traveling somewhere, bus, train, bike, any form, let's experiment with seeing how much tension is needed for the activity you are in. Questions to ponder. One, am I able to experience the body's weight being held up by the seat or the floor? Two, do I notice judgment show up around sensations or shape? of the body. Three, how much tension is actually needed for what I'm doing right now? So what happens when you notice the brain beating up on the body? Perhaps ask the mind this series of questions. One, is it true that I am sitting on this chair, standing on this floor, laying on this bed? Is it true? Two, is it true that the physical body's weight is being held up by this floor, chair, ground, earth? Three, okay mind, if those two things are true, could you let the chair, floor, ground, earth hold the weight of the body, the physical body up even more? Pro tip, be patient. Give the mind a little time to experiment with experiencing support in a whole new way. You may notice that the mind thinks this is dumb and a complete waste of time. That's okay. Be gentle and keep experimenting. These two probably have been told lots of untruths about each other and they need time to get to know how awesome they are when they work as a team. Here comes the series, I am not a scientist, but I'm learning science things. Visiting an island in my brain. We are taking a trip to a vital island in the brain today, dear ones. And on this trip, we need to set some time for a big wowie zowie moment as we expand our understanding of the phenomenal gift in 
the maintenance of being human. So this island is in all of our brains and has been overlooked in the past because it is hidden from the external view. It is located underneath the cerebral cortex, all tucked in and cozy-like behind the frontal, parietal, and temporal lobes. So naturally, it is in both hemispheres of our brain. In 1809, Johann Christian Rehl discovered this mighty tucked away gem, and so it is sometimes called the Island of Rail. Side note, insula means island in Latin. Flash forward to 2022, a mere 213 years later, and I imagine Johann would be amazed to see what science has discovered about the importance of this island in the brain. The functions in this part of our brain include sensory processing, emotional expression and regulation, as well as some motor functions in the body. Feel free to look at practicalpi.com under the article Insula Brain Location Plus Function Practical Psychology. So it connects to our sense of understanding what is happening inside of our bodies. This is called interoception. So many things in this world, for example, our genetics or traumatic events, can disrupt our ability to truly be able to have a strong sense of interoception. Our little island may not be able to send the messages out and receive them back in, in a way that accurately tells me what's going on inside of me. What does that mean? Well, I may experience a hyposensitive, I'm not really aware, or a hypersensitive, hypersensitive, I am overly aware, response to the sensations occurring within this amazing body at any given moment. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, an example may be hyposensitive. I don't notice that I need to pee until it's a five alarm fire. Hypersensitive. I feel like I have to pee possibly like maybe every five minutes. Let me go check again. Now, this being a baby science series, remember to talk with your medical team if you find yourself on either side of that particular physical experience. But for the sake of our discussion here and the wowie zowie moment of growth, what if we see how amazing our brain and our body is? What if we begin to learn how to listen to that interoception information coming from the insula island? Let's keep being curious and perfect humans together. P.S. Are you wondering about extraception now? I thought so. <laughs> okay, that will be for next month. In Science and Safety, Laughter and Connection, Alicia. Okay, it's so important to remember to be grateful. So here we have the gratitude highlight of the month. Thank you, Odessa. Well, this might sound like a funny gratitude to express because many of you know who Odessa is. She is my pup. So she might not listen to this like all the other ones I've thanked in the past do. However, 
I want to say thank you to her this month because she has taught me so much. She has been a direct gift from God to me to teach me how to speak up with firmness and gentleness, to teach me that boundaries are not an embarrassing inconvenience. (laughs) No, boundaries are a phenomenal gift to express with no judgment in a true act of interacting in this world. Thank you, Odessa, for showing me that I have a voice and that when I dysregulate, I truly know how to self-regulate and speak to what is needed in this moment. P.S. And thank you to so, so many of my friends and family that support me to have Odessa in my life. All right, that's it for this month's Response Ability Digest. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this work with friends and family around the world. My wish is to support you to understand just how amazing it is being human, even alongside of imperfection. Thank you for supporting me to continue to offer this work. My heart is honored with your trust. Until next month, a big hug from me to you, because co-regulation is always greater than isolation.